Welcome everybody to the Wednesday, May 4th, 2022 formal meeting of the Iowa City Planning and Zoning Commission. Um, for the minute takers uh, benefit, commissioners present are Martin, Hinch, Padron, Craig, and Signs, absent Nolte and Townsend. If uh, someone shows up after this, I will interject so that can be reflected in the minutes. So we have called order, we did roll call. So the next item up is public discussion of any item not on the agenda. This is the opportunity for any member of the public who would like to address Iowa City Planning and Zoning Commission on any item not on the agenda. This is the opportunity to do so. Is there anyone, anybody out there who would like to speak? Second chance, seeing no one, we'll go on to the next item. For the minutes, just Hinch is not, somebody else isn't here. Two, not just Nolte and Nolte, Townsend. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. There's seven. I saw these chairs, they're confusing me. <laughs> I Thank you, Susan. Somebody else is missing. Aren't they? I don't Anne's think so. Anne's not no. here. Anne Russett. Yeah. There you go. Maybe that's who I'm missing. <laughs> Sorry. If you weren't here, we would miss you. <laughs> um, uh, I've had a request to reorder the agenda items uh, to transpose items four and five. Is there any member of the commission who would have any objection to reversing the order of those presentations? No. Seeing none, we'll proceed with what is numbered on the agenda as item number five. It's case number REZ22-0005. <coughs> the location is south of Lehman Avenue. This is an application for a rezoning of approximately 4.7 acres of land from interim development multifamily residential to neighborhood public zone. Danielle. Thanks, Chair. Uh, for those who maybe have not met me or not seen me in a while, I'm Danielle Sitzman. I'm the neighborhood, uh, the Development Services Coordinator in Neighborhood and Development Services. So I've been with the city for about four years now. My role is typically to take the um, recommendations that the PNZ generates and that Ann uh, works with you on and then to present those to city council. So I'm aware of the work that you've been doing. I guess I would introduce myself as a longtime listener, first time caller, <laughs> making a presentation tonight uh, in lieu of Ann not being able to attend. And she's also the person that signs the bottom of every one of these. So oh. you'll always see her signature on yeah. this. So if you ever wondered who that person is. Nice to meet you all, good to see you. So we'll get started with item five. This is, as the chair introduced, a rezoning application. Um, this exhibit shows the general location of the rezoning. It's an application on, on behalf of Mid-American Energy um, to uh, find a place for an electrical substation. Um, as the chair has uh, introduced, there's uh, two agenda items related to more or less the same uh, purpose, finding a location for an electrical substation somewhere in the South District. And if we can reflect in the minutes that Commissioner Townsend is at the meeting now. <laughs> yes. Um, so we're beginning with the rezoning. So this is a request to rezone land in the city from an interim zoning designation to a public zoning designation for that purpose. 
Um, <clears throat> it's outlined here in white. The area to actually be rezoned is not all of what's outlined in white. It's just simply the square area, the southernmost uh, extent of this exhibit. This shows it in location to uh, south of Lehman, uh, west of the Sycamore Greenway. On the screen, just on the southeast corner of the screen is the city's um, wastewater treatment plans, plant, so to orient you as to where it is. Um, as I mentioned, it's already zoned a city uh, interim zoning district, IDRM, which is essentially a placeholder default zoning district for land when it comes into the city, uh, waiting a final designation for future development. Um, it, the basic utilities, such as what's proposed here, would not be allowed in the IDRM, so it does need to be rezoned to allow for that. Um, as you're aware, at your last meeting, you considered a zoning code text amendment altering what uses can be in a P1 zone. So this um, would need to catch up with that code change, which it can do at city council with the numerous number, uh, the number of readings that they have to go through. So that text change would be available, and so this would be a valid zoning request for that. Uh, as we review uh, rezonings, we look at two main criteria, those being consistency with the comprehensive plan and compatibility with the existing neighborhood. In regards to consistency with a comprehensive plan, um, there are several things we look at. Um, we look at future land use plan maps in those documents, um, primarily the South District Plan and the Comprehensive Plan. They both indicate this is appropriate for future residential development. Um, the South District Plan itself does contain um, the vision of a highly interconnected trail and street network. And while the substation footprint would be uh, large and have an impact on that street network, um, the code, the form-based code would actually still require um, that network to emerge around the site, so we feel like it still could be compatible. Um, the comprehensive plan has written policies in it, um, dictating growth and in infrastructure and guiding them towards um, uh, being developed in efficient ways, um, serving current uh, development and laying out a well thought out planned infrastructure for future development. Um, this property is located within the city limits and the substation would obviously provide a critical piece of infrastructure to pave the way for future development in the South District as our long-range plans have all intended uh, to do. So staff does find that it is consistent with the comprehensive plan. In regards to the other uh, criteria, compatibility with the existing neighborhood, um, their proposed development is in a location that has not yet been developed and is largely surrounded by an undeveloped uh, area. The nearest residential development is quite a ways away north of Lehman <coughs> Avenue at this time. And as I mentioned, a substation would be important for future growth and development in the South Planning District. Um, the location is also near uh, existing transmission, electric transmission lines, and as I mentioned, adjacent uh, to the city's own uh, public infrastructure, the city wastewater treatment plant. Access to the site will be provided via Lehman. It would have to be extended a short distance uh, to kind of an interim <coughs> condition for the uh, type of use that's proposed. And at this point, installing this uh, proposed substation, um, it would be compatible with neighborhood and um, installing it prior to the surrounding neighborhood development would be a, a good choice uh, considering that those moving to the area would already be aware of it when they choose to move to this area rather than locating it in an area uh, with existing houses and uh, development. As far as next steps um, in the land development process, obviously uh, I mentioned the zoning code text change which is working its way through the approval process. Highlighted in orange here is this particular case which is the rezoning. Um, the way the text change was structured in order for the use to actually go here, it would need to uh, go to the Board of Adjustment for a special exception and then have a site plan review conducted by staff. Um, just a couple notes. Um, 
Since the staff report was published, a wetland delineation report has been received by staff. Um, no wetlands were present in the subject property. Um, also, uh, compliance with the stormwater, city stormwater management ordinance will be determined when the staff review of site plan occurs. Um, any um, need to provide uh, easements for stormwater or on-site detention would be addressed at that point. Um, the applicant did not choose to hold a good neighbor meeting in this case, but did reach out to surrounding property owners. There was some correspondence received, and it was at your uh, seats tonight from surrounding property owners and actually the response to that from the applicant. So based on a review of the relevant criteria, staff does recommend approval of the proposed rezoning with um, three conditions here. Uh, the third one that's highlighted has been edited somewhat, so let's start with the first two. Um, first is the extension of Lehman Avenue um, to access the eventual easement uh, to the property. The second is um, finalizing the, um, the outline of the location via an, aud an auditor's plan of survey. And the third condition would be to, uh, prior to site plan approval, owner demonstrating to the city that it has the vehicular access to the subject property from that Lehman Avenue extension, which may be in the form of, of a temporary public access easement agreement, which shall be released upon dedication of a right-of-way when the uh, servient land is final platted. Um, such access shall be in a location approved by the city engineer and a form approved by the city attorney's office. Um, we would add that the easement may be limited to the purpose of using the land for a basic utility use for so long as the land is used for that purpose. Um, for that purpose, if it if it is sold to a public entity for another use allowed in the zone, then the purpose shall be for public access. So, I don't know, Sarah, if you want to clarify that, if that helped or not. Um, We've had um, some concerns raised about the um, need for a public access easement, so wanted to clarify that. And that will conclude my staff report, and I'm happy to answer questions. Thank you, Daniel. Sorry, have a couple questions. Um, on the conditions, the three conditions that are listed in the packet, it's only the third condition that's been amended. Is that correct? Right. Okay. And then in the environmentally sensitive areas, in the text of the report, there is a, a notation about it possibly containing hydric soils. Was that found not to be true? So the, when there are hydric soils, what we request is the wetland investigative uh, study, so the delineation report. So uh, we had concerns, and the delineation report came in and indicated there were no wetlands, and so no concerns for sensitive areas. Very good. Thank you. Questions? I have a question. Questions? Can you go back to the map and show me where the Pleasant Valley property is? Um, the Pleasant, so the, regarding the, yeah. the correspondence you received, yeah. so where the flag lot comes down, and I'm not sure you'll see my pointer there. Where the flag lot comes down, it's the uh, area to the west of that's the kind of more taupe colored, the IDRS, with the soccer park road down the middle of it. That is the ownership to the west of this uh, subject property. So the stuff, in, the item in yellow is one owner and the item in kind of the taupe to the left of it is the other owner. I can grab my pointer if it would help. Okay, yeah. the Please. stuff in the yellow? I, I got your taupe yeah. referral, but I, now I don't know what you're talking about with the yellow. I'll see if I can grab this. The um, slightly lighter triangle or they yeah. come to a point so this can you see this this yeah. is the yellow mm -hmm. yeah and this is the other property owner over here right and so the one side is pleasant valley 
The left side is Pleasant Valley. Correct. The right okay. side is the applicant. Okay. Um, and I can ask the applicant this when they come up, but if, are there any images of what this will look like? Since the concerns raised in the correspondence are about the wires and... Sure, that'd be a great question for the applicant. I do have an exhibit in the agenda item which was to precede yeah. this, which would show the schematic in another location, if that's helpful, I can bring it up. Bring it, yeah, would sure. you please? Bear with me, I gotta backtrack a little bit. It's hard to get a sense of So it on, on this slide, it's this, this is the footprint, so about the five acres, um, there would be uh, infrastructure in the middle of that pad site and then um, in this alignment this would be the site and then the lines would be coming and going so there are current lines running north-south with a little bit of a jog okay I missed that about the where the lines yeah, this, are. this the site good. that we're talking about right now is down here but this is the other site so they kind uh -huh. of yeah come and go so the lines would pretty much run the same way this blue line is existing so the site to the south would be adjacent to this existing blue line. It would be along here. So that's pretty much on the property line between those two Correct. parcels. Okay, thank you. And the subject property is in the city limits? Correct, this one is in the city limits. The one to the north and the next application we talked about was not. And do we know where this, the south boundary of the subject property is in relation to the, what is it, thousand foot buffer? It's adjacent, so the buffer would be just to its south. Okay, so the south border is basically the buffer line? It would be, yes. Additional questions? Maria? Mm -mm. I don't have any questions. All right, thank you, thank you very much. Now we'll open the public hearing on this agenda item, REZ 22-0005. So we'll start out with the applicant or the applicant's representative. Mr. Chair, members of the commission, good evening. My name is Chris Pose. My office address is 317 6th Avenue, Suite 300 in Des Moines. I'm here on behalf of the applicant, Mid-American Energy Company. I can tell you as backdrop, uh, before we discuss the big staff recommendation, that Mid-American has been looking for like five years to find a substation site in this area. Uh, many of the sites that we had looked at before, including the next item on the agenda, are on the northerly part of Lehman Avenue. And we were only recently able to find the site on the south side uh, that is controlled by Mr. Gordon and their attorney, Mr. Pugh, um, Sycamore LLC and Lake Calvin, when the city let us know about the planned buffer park uh, they have for the sanitary sewer system or sewer treatment plant, and we couldn't get in to the sanitary sewer treatment plant because the soils that are down there are a little less um, conducive to building a substation on it, and so we are just on the edge of it, and that's why this particular location was chosen. We can agree with the staff recommendation, we think. I think we need Danielle and Sarah maybe to explain the modification um, to item three on the staff recommendation which is the access easement. And the, the original access easement and the staff recommendation was slated to be public. We had questions about that because this is a single use driveway. And so it just dead ends into our substation. There'd be no reason for the public to be there. But even if we agreed with that idea, um, we have to have the owners of the property say that that's okay. And they had some concerns. 
And so we, we think we can agree with the staff recommendation so long as uh, we understand the last modification and the owners who are here with their attorney also agree with that recommendation. Uh, with regard to the landscaping and the Pleasant Valley folks, we have been in discussion with them, or John Austin, who's here with me at Mid-American, met with um, the owners there about this. And we responded to their letter and told them that we haven't developed a full landscaping plan for this site yet. But if you remember from the P1 ordinance that you considered at your last meeting, we have to go to the Board of Adjustment with this application, and it's at that time that the landscaping plan will be worked out. We have pledged in the email that you've been sent a copy of and that is out here on the table that we plan to work with that landowner. Um, she's very knowledgeable in landscaping because she was in the landscape business. Um, we have a landscape architect who's also very knowledgeable. <coughs> we need to see what we can do that meets agreement with her and we're gonna make every effort to do that. I, I would venture to say we're gonna meet and exceed whatever the city's S3 requirements are um, for the site, which is what the ordinance requires. There's some nuances in the, in the landscaping plan we'll work through with the neighbor, which indicates in the area where the transmission line come in, because what these facilities do is they take the power from the transmission lines and reduce it down to distribution level to send it out. So in the area where the um, lines come into the substation from the existing transmission line on the west side, we don't necessarily want a lot of tall trees up there because the more they grow, the more they're gonna interfere with those lines. In areas where we don't have lines, we can do a little better with regard to height of trees. But I would say on the west side, we're gonna be, we're gonna have lower um, trees and less screening because that's where the big lines will come into the substation. But we will work with the landowner to the west. Um, we pledge that to you. Um, and that will be meted out in front of the Board of Adjustment when we come back for our approval um, at that time. We need this zoning request so that we can even ask the Board of Adjustment to approve us. I'm ha happy to answer any questions that you have, but I would want Mike to speak to see if he agrees with what the modified recommendation is on the easement. Um, my only clear, just to clarify, and I. I believe I understand you I just made for the public so the minimum standard for screening would be s3 by the uh, zoning code yes but you're you're willing to work with um, the neighbors and comply with whatever the Board of Adjustment that's correct okay, we'll, we'll work with with her prior to the Board of Adjustment and try to reach agreement on the landscaping plan that we can um, submit but you can be assured that that will be handled at the Board of Adjustment proceeding that's the place where the P1 ordinance, I think, contemplates that it would be solved. That's correct. So. I have a question. Of the square portion, what is the percentage of occupancy that the substation takes up? Like, is, what's the buffer between substation bits and the um, border? I don't have my landscape architect to tell me. He would know exactly. But we, like, we don't put the fence to the property line by any means. We want enough buffer land that we can have our landscaping in it, and we like to, we like to not have a whole lot of room. So I don't, I don't want to say a percentage, because I'm a lawyer, and I could mess <laughs> it up, okay? Um, Perfect. But they, they would know it's, it's substantially um, less. I think, do you have a plan that shows, John, the layout of the substation itself? 
Danielle, is that, do we have that in this, um, in the packet? I don't remember seeing. Yeah. Well, in item it, number four, it, it gives the. Or do I have to have this loaded in the computer? I think uh, if you just hold it up for us, if we have a question, we can. Would it be similar to what is in item number four, just uh, rotated 90 degrees? Yeah, well, the, the landscaping, the, I don't know, I, wanna, I don't want you to get confused with the landscaping plan that'll come up in the next item because it's under county standards and we even had to have those amended to go up. Um, because we wanted to, um, we wanted the landscaping to be around the outside perimeter, and we're, I have the plan that we're kind of showing here. Can we pass it around? Sure, if you want. Um, it's a preliminary one, but I think it illustrates when you see there. We have the layout of the substation. We have quite a bit of ground around us. I don't want to guess the percentage, if you understand what I mean, as far as the, but that's the preliminary layout of it, and you can see on the west side. Um, of the site where the transmission line taps, I will call them, will come in from the transmission line to the substation. And we show, I think my landscape architect is showing me lower trees and bushes in there for the reason that we can't have those grow up too high and conflict with the taps. But otherwise <laughs> we have a, I think it's a fairly extensive landscape plan we're thinking that we would, we would put in there. And we'll, we'll find out, there is a debate in landscape world of the, the taller the trees that you plant, uh, the quicker they are to die, um, whereas the smaller ones that grow up slow tend to survive better. And as again, I'm the lawyer, so I'm not gonna talk too much about that. I'm gonna let the landscape people work that issue out and we'll see if we can come to agreement before we go to the Board of Adjustment. So on that's, that. the thing, that's the fix, right? Mm -hmm. I would still ask, can someone give me a sense of how tall this thing is? I mean, the footprint is one thing. To me, the footprint is not sure. important to me. I'm trying to think about what it's gonna look like because the concern was raised and I just wanna know what it's gonna look like. Yeah, I think the, the one that you can look at that is like it is the one that's at Prairie du Chien and Foster Road. Um, that, was, that was recently developed. Um, it would be very similar. Um, to this, the equipment that's in it, some of it's gonna be tall. Um, it needs to be for, the four corners will have lightning shields on it so that if it's the, the substation is struck by lightning, it can be absorbed sure. through the four corners and not in the equipment. The equipment on the inside isn't overly high that I recall, but the poles that, the taps that go in and the four poles around the corners, those are what give the more of the, the part of the mass to it um, to the site, so it's, you know, it's not small. Right. There, it, it, it can't I just be. feel it's my responsibility to have a personal sense of how big it is. I think, I think this is, you know, we're, we're buying 4.7 acres of land Which here. Which is a significant piece of property. It is, but, um, we gotta get this in somewhere so that, you know, this can. I, I understand all that. I just wanna are, know how tall it's gonna be. Yeah. That, that's the best I can tell you, and I, we will have all that when we go to the Zoning Board of Adjustment. The, the other reason to zone this public is the only other zoning classifications that we could do it in, I think, in the city are we could ask you to zone it industrial. Well, that, that really isn't necessarily the most ideal thing in the, um, in no, the middle I'm, of the I'm fine There's, with all that. I'm just, I'm, use, I'm not 
I haven't been on the commission that long, and I'm used to seeing yep. this is what the building is going to look like. This is how tall it is. This is what it looks like if you're standing over here, the mass of it right. and the height of it. But so under your ordinance, the way, like as I'm saying, the, the, where that, those issues have been delegated to is to your zoning board of adjustment, and that's where we're going to take our take all our plans and talk about what the the height would be and be prepared to address that. We can't even go to them until we sure. get this rezoned. And if this is rezoned, or the other, to finish what we were saying, if we zone it commercial, we could do it then too by going to the Board of Adjustment. But then if we don't, you've got a commercial property in the middle of all the residential that's there. So by public, it's the least restrictive way to do this and let us ask. And okay. that's all we're asking you to do. Um, the easement, again, I need Mike. Uh, to come up and speak and say if he agrees with the amendment. Uh, I kind of think he will. We probably ought to st understand it better. But because it's an easement, if even if Mid-American said yes, the landowner has to sign it, and we need them to say yes, too. Um, so no other questions to me, I'll defer to let Any Mike speak. Any other questions for Chris? I did have one. I'm kind of looking ahead or looking backwards. Um, is it an either-or situation with the other uh, zoning request or we're talking two facilities no it is either or um, and one of the the contingencies in the purchase agreement between us and mr. Gordon and as their legal counsel Mike is they want to be sure that the city is going to buy the buffer park to the south and if we can't get that buffer park purchase worked out in a timely fashion here then we need a drainage easement into that area which um, off-site drainage easement, overland flowage, that'll go right in the little drainage swale that's to the south. Uh, his clients don't care about that if the city's going to buy it. But if the city isn't, then we, um, then we can't, and then we have to look at item four, As which I'll say is plan B. Okay. Um, but no, we are not, these are expensive facilities for a mid-American to produce. They don't like to do them. Um, unless they have to. They try to be about every three miles. I was going to say, I didn't think you need two in that space. That's why I was no, asking. No, no, we, do, we don't need two in that space. And the city staff, we wanted to switch the items in the agenda because I think the city staff is more supportive of this one. And we have worked with the staff to try to make the issues possible um, for this to be the site to be developed. We still have some hurdles to cross, and so that's why we have to also have you um, pass on, on plan B. But we've rolled up our sleeves here collectively and worked hard on this one, and we're going to continue to do that um, to see if this can't, in fact, be the, the site. That's our intent. You've got 4.7 acres that you're purchasing for this. Why isn't that place maybe centered so that it's not on a property line? Uh, well, the, here's the advantage. The, on the property line is because the transmission line is already there. And if we move it away, and you'll see that in the next, you'll see that in the next um, site, we have to extend the transmission line over. Not only that, what you're doing when you move it east or to the center, we're taking up more usable land that, that the owners have for possible development. And as we get to the east, we are getting closer to the city's uh, Greenbelt Park. So, our idea in, in crowding this, if you will, to the west side of the property is because that's where the transmission line is. The transmission line is the, 
is, is the true uh, best indicator here because it's indeed the whole goal of this, take transmission power and bring it to distribution. The closer we are to the transmission line, the better it is. Okay. Um, and it doesn't, w we would be, if we went to the middle, we would be also ruining the west side of the site because we'd be extending tap lines across to get to wherever we slide this to the east. So we'd be taking out of production more land. And we wanna, we wanna take away, if we can, the least amount of development land that's possible. We want them to be able to develop the, the western part of their site, or the eastern part of their site, excuse me. I guess I, Does I'm that make still, sense? Yeah, it makes sense, but I guess I still have a problem with that Foster Road one, and then the, there's also one there on, on North Dodge. Uh, North which, Dodge which is right next to houses. North Dodge, I'm not. It's right down from, well. That familiar with. Uh, the Foster Road one is. Right down from the. Um, Foster Road that? is an interesting story because Mid-American owned the land that was across the street. And we originally talked to the city across the Prairie du Chien, small piece that has transmission lines all over it. And we went and talked to the city about, can we put a substation here? And they, city staff said, no, but guess what? We just zoned this land that Foster Road has over here to commercial. And, and the commercial piece is, allows it to happen. We had to buy the house that was right next door um, from a family and remove the house um, that we did that was behind the commercial piece. Um, but at the time, we got all that in before all the construction happened with the other development that Foster Road did. It, as we have found all over the city that when we put these things in, it doesn't hinder the development at all. They develop around it. And a lot of times you, you, you start to notice more of the development than you do where the substations are. They're hard to, they're hard to pick out. That one is new, the landscaping isn't established there at Foster Road yet, but over time, it's not gonna go anywhere and nobody's really gonna know that it, that they're gonna know it's there, but it's gonna be part of the landscape. We've gotta do this someplace. There's no other good way to do them. And um, it's best to get it before the development hits. I have a question, but I don't think, I don't know that it's for you. It might be for you guys. Are you guys gonna talk next? Okay, so. then never mind. Any <laughs> other questions from Mr. I'm not Close? going anywhere, so if you have other questions, yeah. you can ask. Any additional questions? All right, um, Mr. Gordon or Pew? Good evening, everyone. Um, Mike Pew, uh, 425 East Oakdale Boulevard, Coralville, Iowa. Um, I represent the uh, the landowner, uh, which is Lake Calvin Properties. I think part of the land is technically owned by Sycamore Apartments, but they're they're affiliated entities. I wanted to talk specifically about the access easement area, and there's a couple I think key points that I would like all of you to to understand. So the the way that flagpole lot is considered, the the lane access from Lehman Avenue, uh, we plan to convey to Mr. Pose's client the square portion of that property. And so the, the easement area along that 
lien, that is actually going to be an easement, and we are not going to convey that property to his client. We are going to grant an easement to them for use, for access, ingress and egress uh, for their site. So one, one thing that's important, the first thing is, is that what has been proposed is that that's going to be temporary. So it's going to be for a, a limited duration, not with a specific ending date in mind, but at such time that the rest of that property is developed, which we don't know exactly when that will be, but, but hopefully at some point, um, the area to the north of this site, once that's developed and we provide public streets, we being the developer, provide public streets to Mid-American site, that that easement area then terminates and access is provided to their site by virtue of a public right-of-way uh, that's dedicated to the city and no longer owned by the property owner. The reason that's important to us is because we anticipate that when we go to develop that site, one of the things that's going to be chief on the staff's mind at that time is that we provide connectivity to the property owners to the west in terms of a street grid pattern. And so, so we didn't want to get into a situation where we were selling property to Mid-American along the westerly boundary line, which essentially would prohibit that, uh, being able to do that. So the idea is that when we go to develop, we provide streets, that easement goes away, and now we provide connectivity through public right-of-ways to the property to the west. So that's, that's the concept of how we came to an easement rather than just a conveyance to Mid-American for that site. Um, the, other, the other important, I think, thing besides the temporary nature of that to remember is it is going to be an easement. It's not going to be an outright conveyance. That's important to me and my client because we're still going to own the ground. We're still going to own that property. Um, and we're just we're going to grant access, ingress, and egress rights to to uh, Mid America, so they can have access to that site. But at the end of the day, we're still the property owner. Uh, which brings me sort of to the third thing, which has really been kind of the stumbling block or the issue that we had with the staff's recommendation is that it's been recommended that that access easement be public, and that's a that's a concern to us um, because. Um, as a private property owner, it's problematic for us to have the public tra traversing in and out of our property. If there happens to be an accident on that property, we are going to get sued as a property owner, as the fee title owner to that property. And so we have to have a lot of faith in a very strong indemnification provision of the access easement that, quite frankly, uh, you know, I don't know if we could ever get comfortable with that. Um, and, and quite frankly, there's really no need for the public to have access to the site if Mid-America is using it for the purpose that they intend. Um, I did have a conversation with Ms. Hectone uh, earlier this afternoon, and uh, the more we talked, I, I understood further what the city's concern uh, was with, with putting the label public on that access easement, which is this, the, the property, the square part, if zoned public, could potentially be used for other, other public purposes. So in the event of the remote chance that Mid-America buys this site from us or it's rezoned and they don't buy it from us um, and it's left and it's not developed and that property gets sold to another, you know, to a municipality, the city, the county, for a park or whatever the case may be, that um, the city would want to make sure that they had access to the site, just like Mid-America is going to have access to the site. 
Well, to me, the way that we can address that is that we put in the access easement agreement the right to assign the rights to that easement agreement to um, uh, a future owner if the future owner is a municipality or is going to be using that square piece for a public purpose um, other than what MidAmerica intends to use for it. So in that instance, um, again, it's very remote, but if that square piece is used by the city for a park, for instance, that there would be access to the, to the site for that purpose. And to me, that we handle that by addressing that in the assignability uh, provisions of the easement itself. So in connection with the recommendations, if you want to go back to the recommendations uh, um, from the staff report, I, I guess I do have issue because it still says temporary public access easement, and I think it just should be a temporary access easement with the idea that we will provide for assignability of that easement if there is a, another user that uses that site for a public purpose, i.e. probably the county or the city. So happy to answer any questions that you may have. Is it possible once MidAmerica builds all of that, I mean, what's the likelihood of it going away? Um, I can't speak for them, but I would say not very likely. Okay. So once it's there, <laughs> it's, it's a heavy there. investment. Right. Um, personally, I like what you say about the easement assignability, but that's not time for this, but I do have a question. Um, obviously, there's a pie-in-the-sky concept plan kind of happening in the background of what would happen on this on the rest of this site, on the rest of the east site. Um, what is, I guess, what, how do you take into account the safety issues of houses being built next to something like this? How far they have to be? Um, is there a standard? Is, I'm sure that varies. Um, and my other question, piggybacking on that, is what is the um, sort of, connectivity between homes that go solar and this substation? Can they, can they live together in harmony? <laughs> so so the, latter, the latter question, I'll let Mr. Pose or Mr. Austin, Austin answer that, because I, I don't quite know how that, that works with solar power and, and the Mid-American site. Um, I can tell you that, um, you know, we, we have a concern, obviously, I mean, just just as the neighboring property owner has, right? I mean, that we're going to potentially end up with, still have all the ground around that site, and we may, if the city doesn't acquire that, you know, want to develop that for residential uses someday. So we have sort of the equal concern about screening and lighting and all those other things. Um, I can tell you um, that Mid-American takes, you know, really a, uh, undergoes a large effort to fence their property, screen their property, you know, they have a, really a vested interest to keeping people out of that area. Um, that's just something I think that we'll probably would have to work through in terms of, you know, how the lots are configured in that area if, you know, if we ever come before this group for a final plat and some of those things. Um, we will need to provide access to that site with a public street. I mean, it's laid down in the comprehensive plan in a grid pattern street system and so there will be streets to it but we need to provide access to it um, 
but yeah, we need to have we need to have a sensible development if we're going to put residential around there that's going to be saleable to the public. You know. I think my other. I get what you're saying there. Have you ever walked? You know where Quincent is. Mm -hmm. Have yes. you ever walked by that gigantic um, power line and walked underneath it? I, I have not, no. Okay, so there's a piece of land for sale back there, so I walked it. And there is such a buzz. It literally will make people dizzy. And I, I have no idea about the safety of that. Obviously, there's a ton of houses over there. That's more of what I'm thinking of in terms of safety, not just the fencing. Yeah. I mean, yes, I get it. People will do what they're going to do. But that's kind of the safety that I'm thinking of is how, how far away do, does one need to be from that sort of thing? Yeah, I'll, I'll let the buyer beware. Right, right. I'll let the Mid-America address that issue. But I think most of the lines that will come out of the site will run down right along that westerly property line. So, you know, the way that most subdivisions are configured, that will be somebody's backyard, I would assume. Um, and also the backyards of the adjoining property to the west is typically how that would be laid out that way. So, okay. but I'll, I'll let them answer those specific questions. Thank you. Yeah, thank you very much. Any, Any other, other questions, questions for Mr. Pugh? All right, thank you. Thank you. And I think I, I'll clarify too, the, the public aspect of that should be stricken, you know, I, from that third recommendation. Um, it, it does also say in a form agreeable to the city attorney's office, so there's going to be some massaging. But I think the idea is as long as it's being used by mid-am, it would just be for basic utility purposes. If for any reason this deal falls apart and it's used for, you know, a public, um, you know, more traditional public use, then it would be a public easement. All right. Um, so All right. that's kind of, that's the bottom line of what... Um, so then you yep. would be okay... Like I can, can we put the recommendation again? Well, first off, we just need to get through the public hearing portion okay. first. Okay. So I just wanted to clarify that point uh, okay. in right. staff's recommendation. Right. Based on what Sarah just said, if you take the staff's recommendation and you strike out the word public from the access easement on item three, I'm confident that we can work with that. That we would agree in full then with the staff recommendation. And I think Mike is indicating he would too. That's the easiest way to do it we will solve as lawyers the assignability provisions between Mike, myself, and the city attorney's office. So that cleans that up easily if you would just delete the word public from item three. Um, to answer your questions about solar power, I don't know for sure how MidAmerican handles solar power, but all of the houses that get built would have to have an electric distribution connection to them. If they decided to go solar, they might still want the electric distribution in case it's really cloudy for a week. I don't know how this all works, but, or it depends, it may reduce their um, house consumption. If they want solar to do it, they'd have to work with the city on how much solar they could put on their house and work through the zoning regulations for residential to do that. But I think that people want solar, they just wouldn't hook up or use as much mid-American power. But I wasn't sure if this was going, you know, there's so much talk about more and more houses doing that. I wasn't sure if this would incorporate sort of um, that, uh, uh, like, kind of a way of 
I'm not an electrician. I think I think that I think in the solar, if you're using solar on your house or forever you, or whatever you're using it for, then you've either reduced your consumption of of distribution power that comes into your your house or to your feeder box that's in the fuse box, whatever it's in the basement that I wasn't afraid to go down and touch. But um, that's how they would do that. I'm not familiar with Quincet Avenue, but there are two levels of high power lines you have in this community. There is a 345 kV substation south of Iowa City, almost to Hills. Um, On 923. Yep, that's the one. And that, I think that's 345, isn't it? Am I right about that? Got both. Okay, so it's 345 and 161. And the 345 lines are your interstate power lines. They shoot across. And we have to have 345 substations like her south of Iowa City to take power to 161. Drop it down to the 161. And what's here and has been since 1962 is a 161 kV line. So it's been out there. I don't think there's been... Um, you know, the kind of health things or feelings you have when you go underneath that. We ha the same line goes down Sycamore Avenue and has for many years and hasn't hindered the development there. So the normal step down is 345 south of town. If your area you're talking about happens to go under that line, then maybe you'd... It's right by I-80. So it's a long I-80. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. Like I said, I'd have to see a map of that area to see what that's fine. What the what the lines are, but we we don't anticipate. We have had no trouble with 161 lines, um, in and throughout the community. Um, and then when we step it down further, it's just the normal power lines that you got them buried down here. But sometimes you can look out the window and see them um, that are going down the streets. Um, so what goes into this thing is transmission. What comes out is the distribution. And and as Mike said, Mid American spends a lot of time, energy, education, um, on making sure that it's safe. And, you know, it, you don't want people playing around in it, uh, but you, you gotta, you have to have it, so. All right, thank you. Um, Mr. Gordon. Uh, thank you, Steve Gordon at uh, 4078 Buckingham Lane in Iowa City. And um, just here representing uh, the landowner here, we've obviously uh, been working with MidAmerica for quite a while on this. As was mentioned before, we will be an adjacent landowner as well uh, when this is all said and done. So um, looked at their other facilities, looked at the landscape plan, looked at pictures of, of, of ones they've um, built before and you know we are comfortable we are obviously in favor of doing this thus we you know have a, a purchase agreement signed and uh um we are comfortable with with how this will uh, lay out on the site the fact that it's also right next to the uh, thousand foot um buffer to the uh, sewer treatment plant is um you know was, was part of this how all this got put together so um feel it's a it's the ideal location for it it's you know, there will be development on several sides of it, but on, on the south, there should not be um, with, with, with that buffer there. And, um, and then creating the easement to create con connectivity. We, we've met with city staff several times. Obviously that's important with the new South District plan. And so this was a solution to make sure that um, 
when our piece of ground north of this is left after after everything happens, similar over to the west with the Pleasant Valley ground, that they'll, they'll, they'll still be able to connect with each other and, and um, keep the spirit of the, of the South District plan that's recently been, been adopted. So that's how all this came together. And then this, this site would sit south of any of that development, just north of, of city-owned ground for, for, the, for the buffer area. So that's kind of how all this got put together, and, and we, are, we are in favor of it and, and support it, uh, obviously. So, Any questions for Mr. Gordon from commissioners? All right, thank you. All right, thanks. This is a public hearing. Are there any other members of the public that would like to address the commission on this application? Second call. Seeing none, we'll close the public hearing. Could I have a motion on this application? I'd move approval. Got a motion by signs. Is there a second? Second. And my, my motion would include striking the um, public. The word public out of the staff recommendation. So would your motion be the three conditions um, that were presented by city staff with in the third condition, striking the word public? Correct. Very good. And correct. Thank you. Um, I'll comment first. I actually agree with Mr. Gordon. I, this is an ideal location. Being close to the, the sewer plant is tough. And I really like the idea that this is getting located first and then housing can grow around that. So that way everybody is completely purposeful about where they're building, their, yes. where they're cho choosing to live. I think this is uh, actually the way to do it. And as I ha originally had a little concerns about the flagpole, flagpole and the easement, but then hearing how that's gonna be temporary and then there'll be right away from future development as the, uh, the development plan comes up, then I feel very comfortable with that also. And I, you know, I've, I'm not terribly concerned about um, the, the appearance. Uh, quite frankly, I think Mid-American does a really good job of keeping these things clean, um, partly because they don't want any weeds and trees growing up in their, in their infrastructure. Um, all the sites that I've seen uh, are pretty, pretty well maintained. Um, and I agree, I think this, in the scheme of things, in the scheme of this area, that's probably one of the best places for it. I agree with those things and, and I'll support this. It's important infrastructure. Um, I just would have liked to see some images. I mean, the property owner noted that he got pictures and so why didn't we get pictures? So they are. <laughs> I also, I'm in favor of this. Um, regarding the letter, I, I am happy that they're going to try to work with a neighbor, but I understand that some of the requests in the letter come from like an, an ignorant place of not knowing what will work or what won't work. So I'm in favor of this is a necessity. I'm good. All right, any other discussion? Seeing no further discussion, all those in favor of this application signify by saying aye. 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 Those opposed signify by saying nay. Hearing no nays, the motion passes unanimously. We'll go on to now um, item number four, since we reversed order. This is case number CREZ21-004, location north of Country Lane and west of Sycamore Greenway, <coughs> unincorporated Johnson <coughs> County. This is an application for a conditional use permit to allow an electrical substation on approximately 5.82 acres of land, zoned county residential in unincorporated Johnson County within the city's growth area. Danielle. Thank you, Mr. Chair. Thanks for summarizing that. I'll just go over the layout here. Again, the <clears throat> uh, 
area outlined in black mm -hmm. at the bottom of the larger white outline is the proposed location uh, if this were to be located in the county. Let me move this cursor off of here so we don't uh, disrupt that. Um, this is before you tonight because of the county's ordinances that require it to come to us uh, when they uh, receive a conditional use permit. It is located in a growth area, so we do have interest in what occurs here, so providing comment is important and we appreciate that they're giving us an opportunity uh, because this is in our fringe area. As far as zoning, it is zoned uh, a county residential zone surrounded by county uh, zoned residential uh, districts to its uh, east, north, and west, but it is uh, abutting city zoned and city um, developed land to its south which is uh, zoned there RM12. Um, and as we've discussed tonight the proposed substation is intended to provide electrical dis distribution uh, service to Iowa City's south central and downtown planning districts so it would serve the vicinity. Um, as far as the um, Current and future land uses, as I've mentioned, it's somewhat of a mix of county undeveloped land and uh, city developed land. Um, it would in, it would be, as I mentioned, in our future, expected future expansion of the city, so eventual annexation into the city and development, um, and is uh, envisioned to be in the South District and developed under the new form-based code standards, which are mentioned here, um, the neighborhood um, transect uh, that was developed as part of the form-based code. As far as the analysis of, of its situation, uh, the staff report does go over the proximity to the city's greenway, which is a greenway park space at the east of here, um, also, as well as the existing multifamily development that was shown uh, in that zoning district exhibit a moment ago. The transmission lines would completely encircle uh, that residential development, uh, and I'll get to an exhibit here next that shows that again with some colored lines. There would be a proposed driveway access to the substation if it were to be located here, and that long driveway access would be oriented, uh, rotated 90 degrees from what you were looking at in the previous application, so kind of a flag on its side. That proposed access would run parallel to a country lane, which is a private street, and would not be a typical um, street network alignment that we, the city would generally approve of. Um, the, and the proposed layout would make it difficult to integrate uh, eventually into the future south. Uh, district form based code. So here's an exhibit showing the transmission lines again. We looked at this briefly, but the dark blue line here is existing transmission lines, and then the pink lines would be the newly proposed ones to, to come and go from the site here. All of this inside here is the currently developed uh, residential land inside the city. <clears throat> So as you're aware of with the previous application, we've been working with the applicant on a site that the city would consider favorable. However, we don't believe this one would be a favorable site for such development. As far as next steps, as I mentioned, this is a county application. So your recommendation goes on to city council and they eventually recommend to the county board of supervisors. Um, we would have the ability to look at the site plan if it were to proceed. Um, through the county's um, process because our fringe area agreement uh, for sites larger than two acres does send site plans over to the city for review as well, but any other um, approvals would be through Johnson County. So staff's preferred recommendation is denial of this application um, based on the analysis that I just went through. We do have a fallback position since we know we're not completely in control of this one. Um, if so if the county were to choose to proceed with this, we would be giving them two proposed conditions that we'd like them to consider as they uh, deliberate on this. And one would be the dedication of the extension of Soccer Park Road. Um, this exhibit shows that a little bit better. It's this little uh, portion here coming up from the south uh, where the city already has a little bit of um, 
the city owns a parcel and has a road through, this would need to be public right of way to access, like I said, that long driveway connection here. So the right of way dedication would be this part. And then city review of the site plan, as I mentioned, and needing to work through the location of transmissions lines as they need to traverse uh, city-owned property that's not right-of-way, as well as right-of-way along uh, Lehman Avenue. So those would be our two recommended conditions uh, if the city were to choose to proceed uh, with this application. And that concludes my report. Happy to answer questions. Any questions for Danielle on this application? So because we've said yes to the other rezoning there would be no reason to say yes to this one it wouldn't make any sense correct that's how i'm looking at this the applicant has an application in with the county so th I, they're going to pursue all the possibilities until they come to a final decision so okay. we wanted to get them all to you at the same time so you, you were aware of them but we would recommend denial and we think there's a favorable site elsewhere Thank you. Any other questions for staff? Thank you. This is a public <gasps> hearing, so I mean, we'll open the public hearing on this. So if the African and African's representative, and I presume that's you, Chris. It is me, yes. Yeah. Chris Pose, uh, 317 Sixth Avenue, Suite 300 in Des Moines. Um, here on behalf of the applicant, Mid-American Energy Company. Um, the staff has outlined it correctly. You can rest assured that we prefer the first site um, to this one, but this is sort of an evolution of how we got, got here. Uh, we do need to keep this one alive um, for us right now. Um, how do we say it? We're, we're keeping this in the, in the deep background because we want to work hard on the, the south site, and, but if we can't, we need to move forward with this. Um, originally, when we first started, this gives a good example of how far we've come on this to begin with. And I don't have, where's the pointer? Is the pointer still up here or something? Somebody had a pointer. It's electronic, so. Oh, so anyway, um, let's see. It's still turned on, so it's just your mouse. Oh, so I can move the mouse, cute. Um, <laughs> so originally when we started this years ago, um, we started looking at this area here um, for the substation, either in city right of way or on this land immediately west, but that, these were bad ideas, okay? Um, I think, because this isn't large enough anyway, because again, remember, the transmission line goes like this through the area and comes south. The blue is this transmission line. And then we get over here, I'm bad with my fingers. This, all of this would have to be extended if we did this particular site. So then the next site that we looked at, and this is, because this is in the county, we looked at right here, um, further to the east to get closer to our transmission line. And that turned out to be not so good soil. Um, so the county moved us over to this part of the site. All of this before um, we found this site down here. So this is, the, this is the backup plan. We understand the staff's recommendation of denial. Frankly, um, Sycamore is not in favor of this either because it's their apartment that is down there in the uh, encircled by the transmission line that has to get in. And they also have, for, it just turns out, another piece of land that they're going to sell us. So um, we can work that out. But we'd have to go to the county board of adjustment for approval of this. We would need four-fifths of the board of adjustment if the city denied it. Um, four members out of five have to vote in favor of it. 
So it would be a tougher road for us to do, but we still need you to act on this and move it forward so that it, it works as our, our backup uh, plan um, and have both of these viable. We, we want to get this improvement in. We need to get started on building something, and so that's why we have two sites and we can't really withdraw this one yet um, because we had this site first and that landowner wants us to you know, see where we go and whether or not we will do it. So we're, um, we would ask that you send both recommendations, both the denial and the alternate, um, so that it's understood because if we have to go to the county, um, we will comply with the, the alternate recommendations that the city has asked for, which is making sure that it complies with the, is reviewed by the city engineer. Again, this is, this site is not our first preference, but we still need you to act on it. Why? Oh, can I ask a question? Anything else, Chris, on that before we do? Well, one other thing I'll tell you is part of the reason we have to keep this alive also is because we still have the contingencies on the south site that we're working through on buying of the buffer land um, by the city from um, Steve Gordon and his interests. And that's kind of key to this, um, to the south site actually working. So both sites have to stay alive. Um, for that purpose. Not, not to influence any of the discussions, but because we have to find a home here for um, this piece of equipment to go, and if for some reason the south side isn't going to work, we need to, we need to get through with this one. So these will both go to the city council at the same time, and if we're approved at city council, I think we'll apply first to the city board of adjustment on the south side. And if we can get the city approval at the Board of Adjustment on the south side, we'll go there. That'll be home. Um, but this one is, is still here and we can't let it go. Baby? Why do these have to happen simultaneously? Uh, it's, it's better so that you see what we have gone through to get this done and that we're, both sites we're trying to get done prior to any further city development in this area. And and you can't exhaust the first one before you would you would refocus efforts on a second. No, alternate. because the timing the timing with this landowner and the purchase agreements are such that we really can't. They don't have. I think they only we only have till like October on this guy anyway, and that's why we want to get through this step. We still have understand that the staff's alternate recommendation. We would have to not only go the city council, but we'd have to go through the county board of adjustment process on it. And then we'd still have to come back to the city for all the approval of the transmission lines. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's stuff that would take a long time. And we wanna, we wanna not be at a position with an October ending purchase agreement on this site that we haven't even started the process. So there's four steps to this one. And Mid-America doesn't want to have, I mean, it would be, weird to have two stations. Absolutely. There is, there is no intent. There is absolutely zero intent to do two of them. And I, you see how it's also reason, there's a good reason why we did the other one first because we are in harmony, kumbaya, if you will, on that site, all of us. Um, this one is the alternate plan where we 
we kind of all disagree. We, we only want to do this if we have to. The city staff doesn't like this. I, the city staff liked this better until we came up with the site to the south, actually. Um, this, the city staff started to warm up to this a little because we didn't have any place to go. And then when this became available, that became the better option, the one that you previously reviewed. Being so close to the existing uh, subdivision, mm -hmm. did those homeowners have any say even at the county level? Yes. Um, those, those homeowners, I don't think that the city notifies the county owners to the, to the west of this proceeding. Um, however, when we go to the Zoning Board of Adjustment, the county rules of notifying people apply. And I think we'll be notifying those, those owners who are to the uh, west of the site. We notified for the city proceedings. But isn't there also a subdivision on the south? On the south, that, I don't, can you put that back up, or at that least, little, or maybe yes, you that, guys have to do this apartment over here. building. I don't know how to work this computer, and I. That's an apartment. <laughs> Country, whatever it's called. Is that the it? development to the south. Okay. Yeah, this little. Yeah, that that apartment subdivision. Oh, I guess it is to the west. Okay, got it. The yeah. one to the west is in the county. Yep. The one to the south is owned by these guys. Right. Um, so I'm. I am. There's a homeowner. The there's a homeowner who has. Uh, the country lane sort of, this has all kinds of fun things to it, this site, when we worked on it. When we originally proposed it, country lane is privately owned by Sycamore um, LLC, so we couldn't use that to run our transmission lines in, in or out of the site. Um, so we had to buy the additional piece of land that is our access. And then the staff, when they first looked at it, said, well, if you're going to do this, that involved the um, the plan that showed Soccer Park Road being extended, and we had to go back to the landowner and agree to buy additional land to make that happen. So we're fine with the Soccer Park Road. If we have to do this, we'll extend that up and come over. But because Country Lane isn't public, we had to develop our own street uh, to get into it, another less than ideal kind of a thing. But it's, it's these folks here whose development is to the south, other than that one house. Um, and it's multifamily apartments. Um, all of them, we were told, uh, have tenancies of one year or less. So it's transient um, in that sense in nature and hasn't really been developed. The Lehmans, uh, Lehman Interests, and there's a Gatons, there's a number of people who own this piece of land. Um, they have uh, the wastewater treatment plant that's in the center is because this is in the county. But when they hook into city sewer, which they are about to do or maybe have done, I don't know how that all works. But then that, that treatment plant in the middle is supposed to go away. And then the rest of this land will develop as they extend city services to it and annex into the city. So here again, we were trying to get out ahead of most of the development if we could with this site. But this is, this is not as good as the is the other site to the south. You can state that your strong preference is <coughs> we do the one to the south too. We wouldn't have any disagreement with that because that's our preference. But we need to move this one forward um, so that if we have to use it, we're not out of time. Um, and to and yet, do it. if we denied this, it still moves forward. Yes, it does. So. That's right, exactly right. I mean, you're only in so a- So we're moving the process forward even if we deny it. That's correct. It goes to the city council, and even if the city council were to deny it, you can always go to the county, which is would be sort of sad if it had came to that because you'd be asking them to do Iowa City a favor 
and give them a substation they need. But yes, you're, you've got it exactly right. And so your your <laughs> task here is just to recommend under the county ordinance your position on this, and the city council recommends theirs. I would say you should send both recommendations, the alternate two, because if the Board of Adjustment, if we have to do the sad route, as you describe it, and go to the County Board of Adjustment, we would, we would have no problem with the alternate recommendation of, we have to come back to the city anyway because most of the, the transmission right of way goes, around, goes through and around city streets. It goes along, it goes along Sycamore, Lehman, I think that's right. Yeah, Lehman actually at that level and then comes up pretty close to the the bike trail and we think we could work through that with your staff if we had to because um, transmission lines are around trails everywhere and it could happen but like I said our our first choice is to pursue the south site we just need this one off of dead center too. So you get to see this one too that's why. So on the, the south site that's your preferred location and on the south site, there are no neighbor or landowner objections to that. that we've had landowner comments, as you recognize, but, from the lady but, to the... But no objections, opposition. We, we, we do not have what we perceive to be concerted opposition to the south side. Whereas this location, there are neighbors who are opposed to this N or don't support this. No, we... Well, the neighbor that doesn't support it Sycam in a... Sycamore LLC did not yes, support Yes, they, they obviously have other reasons for liking the south site because um, they're the seller. But yes, they would, they would be in, I'll let them speak to their um, thoughts on it. Can we, we pause for just one second? Sure. I have a, a question for staff. Be, if the, being apartment buildings and these are tenants, do, they, do tenants have, they don't get notified and they don't have a voice? Fair enough. They, they got notified. They don't have the statutory right to uh, because they're not trigger supermajority at the council level. Okay, thank you. They did get notified, though. I think the city sent them an, a notice. We we talked with Mr. Gordon, Mr. Pugh, about really do we need to talk to the tenants who are there because how long are their leases? And they indicated to us all these folks are one year or less. And so we didn't talk to the actual tenants, but I don't think we need to because. Mr. Gordon and them are going to say that they don't really like this site either, and I, un I understand that. We did reach out and talk with the gentleman who has the home um, where it says Country Lane Southeast on it, and he's got a very nice set of screening there, um, nice set of pine trees on the north side of his site, and he met with John Austin here, and he didn't indicate that he had any, um, any kind of issue um, with this doing, and he is the closest residential neighbor in the county. The county will, I don't know how the county notification procedures work, and I, I don't want to know, um, but I'm assuming that they would notify the county people for sure, including him of the Board of Adjustment meeting if we went there. Any other questions for Mr. Pose? All right, none. Uh, Mr. Pugh or Mr. Gordon? Uh, Mike Pugh for, uh, in this instance, the uh, property owner where those apartment buildings are. Um, just real briefly, if you can go back to, maybe Daniel, you can help me, go back to the uh, <coughs> diagram that has the lines, the transmission lines. I should have brought my remote tonight. <laughs> Thank you. 
So, so one thing to remember about this is, is those, those new lines in purple completely encompass the, the apartment complex that is there. And there's 130 units there. And it, although it's true, those leases are typically one year, which is standard for Iowa City, uh, one year leases, some of those tenants have been there for decades, for a long, long time. And for a variety of reasons, which, which I think were articulated in the first agenda item, the south site is, uh, is certainly uh, favorable. Um, I completely appreciate MidAmerican's uh, reasonings for wanting to keep this alive, and, and uh, I don't disagree with that. Um, they have to do that. However, uh, if you want to facilitate the project going on the south side, you would follow the staff's recommendation and what they recommend uh, uh, is a denial of this particular site. At the end of the day, the county's still going to decide. Uh, but you can be a voice in that decision. And we'd ask that you follow the, the uh, staff's recommendation. Thanks. Very good. Thank you. Mr. Gordon or anyone else on this? Nothing? Uh, this is a public hearing. Is there any other member of the public that I could speak in this application? <laughs> Seeing no one coming forward, we'll close the public hearing. Could I have a motion on this application, please? I move to deny. So a motion for denial of this application? With? Nope. Okay. So a motion by Martin and a second by Padron. <laughs> Clarifying. <laughs> <laughs> nice try, Mark. No, I just was <laughs> clarifying. That's <laughs> just discussion. I'll, I'll start off. Um, um, I, I will concur with the motion. I uh, am pretty convinced by the service lines, uh, the transmission lines encircling the housing complex there because um, and I take a little issue with uh, the, the not feeling that people that are short term or transient uh, don't have a voice because my daughter-in-law lived there when she was going to college and she's a person and I mm. think it's really important that everybody have an opportunity so that's just my editorial comment uh, on that. It has nothing to do with my, my vote decision though. I just wanted to express my displeasure with that. And so I'll, um, I'll be a no on this application. Well, uh, right. But well, I will yes support the, the, the motion. Yes, thank you for that I mean, clarification. I think that no, our denial will still move it forward Correct. if it comes to this, you know, if it comes to more of a conversation, that alternate is yeah. out there somewhere and that yeah. can be the counties. Yeah, and, and I should have added that the other location is ideal. This is less than ideal. So let's support Agreed. the ideal. And yeah. you know, let's, let's get that one passed. I'll support the motion to, to deny. Um, the other location is so much better. And if this, this would be a lot much harder vote for me if I thought it stopped the process, but it doesn't. The option still stays there and I'll vote to deny. But before the Mid-America people leave the room, which is, they'll probably do as soon as we vote, um, I just want to say I appreciate all the work you guys do and <laughs> the effort and money and time that you put into keeping the lights on around here. Um, I live just off Rochester, and you're burying the lines there, and I've lived there for almost 40 years, and it'll, the street is going to look so much better. It's agony at the moment, and it's very muddy, <laughs> but I appreciate it. Thank you. Any further discussion? Well, I just want to I just want to clarify um, the the reasoning and my understanding of the reasoning for the two caveats from staff. 
Um, and as I understand it, they're basically saying we don't we recommend denial of this completely to the county, but if the county doesn't deny it, then staff is suggesting that they would like us to forward these recommendations of what the county should do if they moving forward. So that's why I'm a little hesitant. I mean, I, I you know I, we can talk to staff, ask staff more, but. I get the, I get their logic here, you know, because we could recommend denial and the county could approve. Yeah. And if they approve and we haven't recommended these other two things, they can approve however they want to approve. Well, would I be correct in saying that this is our recommendation <coughs> to the city council and the city council can move forward to those conditions if they so choose? Sure, I, that's that it would be correct, yes. I just wanted to point out that the reasoning for, I think, that, you know, make sure we... Yeah, and I get that. At the same time, I feel like our vote to approve the first one, I, I, it does not sit well with me to say no, but maybe. I feel like as a commission member, I need to, this is my focus. Can I offer something that might help you? Can sure. I... Is he allowed to? Well, we're in the discussion and I... <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> what I want to tell you is that with regard, I'm fine with your denial recommendation going forward. I think that if we went to the county, that doesn't prohibit the city staff from going forward to the county board of adjustment and recommending the alternate if, if that happens or that those conditions occur. We understand that the south side is, is the preferred. That's, that's our preferred. We're not, we're not trying to play any bait and switch or anything. In fact, this, this site was first and the second site came along, but we can't give this one up due to the contingency. So I'm fine with the way that you have your motion because I think that the, the conditions that the staff is recommending can still be alive at the county no matter what, if we go to the county. Danielle and Sarah, is that correct? Yeah, I mean, this will be in a form of a letter to the board. Um, we can address these things, I think, in that letter if we need to. The second condition about the site plan, I think that is, um, it's not necessary as a condition because the fringe area agreement already gives the city that uh, review authority. Um, so it would be the extension of the soccer park right of way, um, you know, that we would want to make sure the, the board addressed if they did approve. Um, this plan. Any further discussion? I guess I'd just like to say I agree with this denial because I would not want to be a part of putting another substation next to housing even though it's as you call it temporary housing but it's I just have a problem with that. Additional discussion? Yeah I'll just make it clear yeah I think that I don't like that option at all I hope they can get the south one put together because all those in favor of the motion, and the motion is to deny the application. All those in favor of that motion signify by saying aye. 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 All those opposed signify by saying nay. Hearing no nays, the motion passes unanimously for denial. Now we're on item number six under development items. This is case number SUB 22-0002. The location is South of Weatherby Park and east of Covered, Covered Wagon Drive. This is an application for a preliminary plat of Sand Hill Estates Part 5, an 8.88 acre subdivision containing 18 residential lots. Parker, it's all yours. <laughs> you have our full attention. <laughs> 
Thank you. For anybody that doesn't know, I'm Parker Walsh, uh, City Associate Planner. Um, tonight I'll be going over case number SUB22-0002. The property is located south of Weatherby Park and east of Covered Wagon Drive. Shown here is the aerial map of the 8.88-acre property for the proposed Central Estates Part 5 development. Next, we have the zoning map as well as how it fits in with the surrounding area. A little bit of background, a preliminary plat for Santa Estates was approved in 2004 for a 379 lot, 119.94 acre rezoning and preliminary plat. There have been four approved final plats, the first beginning in 2004. Santa Estates Part 5 would be the fifth installment of that. Recent approvals include uh, preliminary plat and sensitive various development plan by staff, and the most recent final plat approval was Sand Hill Estates Part 4 in 2016. The rezoning conditions from the 2004 preliminary plat approval are as follows. A separate left turn lane on Gilbert Street for southbound eastbound traffic must be, must be constructed before more than 25 units are constructed. This approval criteria has been met. Conditions B and C are not yet applicable, but will be when the mentioned lots are developed. That includes vehicular access to lots 164 to 204. Um, 304 to 330 shall be from the alley. The design of homes from lots 161 to 204 to 304 to 330 shall be subject to planning and zoning commission approval along with the final plat according to the below conditions. And criteria D for lots less than 60 feet in lot width, there, with no alley access, the front yard setback shall be 25 feet. This criteria is approved to be met, but as mentioned, B and C will be dealt with later on. Shown here is the preliminary plat for the 8.88 acres, 18 residential lots, and outlot A. The conditions of the rezoning that are represented are lots 138, 139, and 140 have lot widths less than 60 feet, but will be set back to the recommended 25 feet, and that's here east of the loop. Outlot A is 2.53 acres and would be the off-site stormwater conveyance for Sand Hill Estates, adjacent development, and future development. Lot A includes the right-of-way, which is 2.05 acres, extending, including the extension of Covered Wagon Drive and Sand Prairie Trail intersecting at a roundabout, as well as the construction of Frontier Loop. Outlot A is the location of wetlands and hydric soils. There are 0.55 acres of wetlands within a man-made stormwater retention basin and 0.32 acres of hydric soils. City coat. City Code Section 14.5.I.2.C-4 exempts development from the Sensitive Areas Ordinance if it meets certain criteria. In this case, Outlaw A is exempt from the Sensitive Areas Ordinance due to wetland being located within a man-made stormwater management facility for the purpose of stormwater management and flood control within, adjacent, within and adjacent to drainage ways. The comprehensive plan allows for two to eight dwelling units per acre and encourages an interconnected system of open space with sidewalks and trails to connect the community. It also encourages compact and connected develop neighborhoods. 
safe and pedestrian friendly streets. The South District Plan, amended to incorporate form-based code, identifies the subject area as Transit 3 Neighborhood Edge. Santel Estates Part 5 will not specifically comply with form-based code. Although the proposed development does not provide the same housing variety envisioned in T3NE, the preliminary plat is consistent with the current zoning designation. It also incorporates sidewalk and street connections envisioned by the Comprehensive Plan and South District Plan. Approximately 17.74 acres of open space was dedicated in 2004 as Sand Prairie Park. The dedication was well over the 2.6 acre requirement and satisfies the requirements for all future Sand Hill, Sand Hill Estates development. Stormwater management will be provided via the proposed Regional Retention Basin, or Outlet A. Public works re requirements include the, the basin must include sediment for bay or another acceptable pre-treatment practice or drainage outlets. Measures be taken to prevent pond stagnation, and the retention basin must also have at least 25% of the surface area of the pond exceeding a depth of 8 feet after construction. The role of the commission would be to determine if the preliminary plat complies with the subdivision regulations and other applicable code, as well if it complies with the comprehensive plan. The next steps would include the final plat review by city council, final sensitive areas development plan and site plan review by staff and building permits by staff. Staff recommends approval of SUB 22-0002 an application submitted by Hall & Hall Engineers, Inc. for a preliminary plat and sensitive areas development plan for Sand Hill Estates Part 5, an 18-lot, 8.88-acre residential subdivision located south of Weatherby Park and east of Covered Wagon Drive. That concludes the presentation, and I turn it over to the commission. Right, thank you, Parker. Any questions for staff on this? I have a question. Just for my my understanding of how the form-based code fits over these things, and I realize this is an extension of an existing subdivision, and I personally have no problem with it, but say somebody bought one of those lots and wanted to build a duplex on it. Does the form-based code say they can or that they can't? So this is not zoned to a form-based code zoning district. So in order to build... And, and that's because it was, <clears throat> excuse me, it was already zoned. It already has an existing So the form-based code is for all the, I mean, this is undeveloped land, but it was not unplanned land. Right. It was zoned when they first did the first piece of the... This is existing, already yes. developed. Yes. yes. So okay. any form-based code development would need to be first zoned to a form-based code zoning district. Okay. That's, that was my question. So you We've adopted the, the code, right, but um, haven't applied it to this land. I mean, is essentially what it boils down to. Yeah. yeah. So the, I, the, I thought that was probably the answer, but I just wanted to clarify for it. Thank you. The current Mr. zoning is an RS5, right, with the plan development overlay, right? Right, an existing conventional zone. Sorry, Parker. <laughs> if, I could just, if I could just clarify one more thing too, I think um, in Parker's presentation, this is the stormwater uh, facility is an existing stormwater facility that he mentioned, and it is included in this plat. So it's not exactly offsite in the sense of it's in some other uh, uh, phase of this development. But you said it is. It, it's, it's included in this preliminary plat, so it's on site no. and it's existing. 
There was a good, uh, good neighbor meeting. Did we have any feedback from that meeting? Um, the applicant can probably speak on that better. There was one uh, attendee to that meeting. <laughs> any other questions for Parker? Thank you, sir. Nice job. Now we'll open the public hearing and um, I see one gentleman here. Please come forward. My name's Brian Vogel with Holland Hall Engineers. I'm represent the applicant. Uh, 1860 Boyson Road in Hiawatha is my address. So to answer the question about the good neighbor meeting, we did, we sent over um, roughly 150 letters. We did a Zoom call, one guy showed up. And the only question he had is we showed some temporary storage of materials during construction mm -hmm. along the, uh, the south boundary line. And he wanted to know what that was. We explained it and we moved that to the north. And that's his only concerns. On outlot A, um, I'm really familiar with this area and I've never seen any standing water there. Is, is, is the engineering show that there's enough imper impervial service surfaces that's gonna cause water accumulation? I just. So adjacent, right to the east of this, there's a wet detention basin that has standing water, but there is no standing water right now for this one because of the way the outlet is okay. configured. It's just an open pipe, so okay. water can drain out of it. Okay. So we're gonna expand that detention basin to make it bigger. All right, all right. One question, simply, and this is more just an editorial comment, because it sounds like it's a pretty big detention basin, basin and um, we've said this before in the past, it's once these things get built, they seem to get abandoned, so, I just really want to encourage you to make sure that that doesn't happen, that this thing stays maintained and somebody mows it and gets the saplings out of there and it's a, a community asset rather than uh, not that, so. Sure, absolutely. Any other questions for him? All right, thanks, sir. This is a public hearing. Anybody else like to address the commission on this issue, on this application? Seeing no one come forward, we'll close the public hearing. Can I have a motion? I move approval. I second. Motion by Craig, second by Townsend. Discussion? Seems, um, I'm, oh, go ahead, sir. Seems pretty straightforward to me. Yeah, because this is the fifth, fifth one, just preliminary plat. Um, I think the neighborhood's going along very nicely. It looks good. Uh, I think everybody's pretty happy with it. So, any further discussion? All those in favor of approval of the preliminary plat signify by saying aye. 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 Those opposed signify by saying nay. Hearing no nays, the motion passes unanimously. Thank you. Next item on the agenda is consideration of meeting minutes from April 20th, 2022. Is there any major additions or corrections to that? Uh, on the uh, last, well, last page, where it says Townsend asked about the bed and breakfast term I think that may have been Craig that, that mentioned that. You're right. I know. <laughs> we sound alike. We must to we that must. minute taker. <laughs> and you were on the on the uh, Zoom yes, on that. Yes, because one. I right. said what an old-fashioned term that is. I didn't remember that. Oh no, yeah, that's right. Now I remember. <laughs> yep. So that's the paragraph right before the opening of the public hearing. Yes. So the name Townsend should be changed to Craig. Craig. Correct. Any other major additions or corrections? Seeing none, a motion for approval. So move. Motion by signs. Is there a second. second? Second by Townsend. Discussion? 
All those in favor signify by saying aye. Aye. The opposed signify by saying nay. Motion passes unanimously. Item number eight, planning and zoning information. Daniel, do you have anything? I do not. Uh, there's been a bit of a gap between cases you've uh, handled in uh, city council. So right now the next thing pending on their agenda is just setting public hearings. So there's really nothing to report back yet on uh, recent activity, but we'll keep you up to date. Excellent, excellent. I, I have a question for Steph. Um, so since it's Phoebe's last um, year, this is Phoebe's last year. Oh. When are the applications due for the, this position? I don't know the filing applications, but I know they were on the last city council agenda as a vacancy coming up. So the city clerk's office handles that. So we can find out if you're interested what the deadlines are. I yes. Can. I can, wait, I thought it was 2023. No, this is, this is it, man. It? I'm very yeah. sad. And you kicked me off, right? I could only have two terms. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we, yeah. We've all been termed. We want to get two. Coming and voting it just won't count really this is 10 years i've been on this thing wow, wow. Yeah. we're gonna miss you Crazy. it'll be weird <laughs> look at the time you're gonna get back. <laughs> look at the <laughs> it doesn't matter you have two more free nights a month yeah. <laughs> i won't i know <laughs> i know we work. won't <laughs> and, the, and then lastly i thought tonight Billy's streak was going to end of perfect attendance, well, you know, but it is continued. I think you were trying to jinx me because I got in my car <laughs> to go. To, well, I had a couple of things to do today. Got my dental appointment, and my car said I'm not going anywhere. Oh. So from 3:30 until 6, I called AAA. They came. I got my car out to Deary. I sent a note to Ann seeing if I could get a ride home so my husband could drop me off. She's homesick. So my, I had to drop my husband off at his meeting and then come here. So I, and I was only five minutes late. So Your streak continues. Well, I was rooting for you to be gone. So I know. I just I, that's what I told my husband. They're, they're all, all hoping I don't make it tonight. Oh, my gosh. So that's how my day has been. Oh, I'm sorry, but we're glad you're here. But I have his, I have his Toyota, and I have to make sure I Excellent. don't scratch it. Excellent. <laughs> and uh, hearing no other PNZ information items, motion for adjournment. So moved. Motion by Townsend. Second. Second. Second by signs. Discussion. All those in favor, signify by saying aye. 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 Uh, motion passes unanimously. We're adjourned. <laughs>